If you're surprised by today's episode, don't be. It's time for a bonus episode of Unleash Your Inner Celebrity. This is the after party of the party. So although new episodes of the show air on Wednesdays, secret bonus episodes can and will air during different times of the week. So even though we're moving along on Wednesdays, bonus episodes will be filled with super actionable exercises, personal brand and business strategy, and most likely some controversial thought pieces. So you're going to want to make sure you're checking in throughout the week so you don't miss out. Okay, so this episode is actually a little bit different from what we're used to doing around here, but I figured that if you're gonna be unleashing your inner celebrity and building this really bold, powerful personal brand, it's so important that you protect it. And you guys, I am just so passionate about what we're talking about today because it's something I've been dealing with, honestly, for like almost more than the pa- more than a year now. And, um, you know, I'm so passionate about it because I know how much it broke my heart to realize that somebody had trademarked my brand name because I didn't do it based out of fear, right? Because I was in scarcity mindset. (laughs) I remember just how heartbreaking it was to spend all this time building it only to have it taken away from me. So this podcast is different, but it's super special because it's super necessary. It's a super necessary conversation to have. And I just want to make trademarking, you know, as least scary as possible, right? Because the last thing you want to do is spend so much time taking photos for your brand, signing clients, collabing with brands, growing your audience only to have your hard work, you know, taken away. So when you're building an online brand, it's not the same thing as opening up a local business, right? A local business can easily use common law protection for being the first in that region, right? So when you have like a local business, pretty much no one can really take your brand name. Um, it's it's trademarked kind of in that area and you can just be your, your the queen of that region, right? But the moment you want to take it outside of your region, of your region, you need national protection and you even need sometimes international protection as well. But really what I think you want protection is mainly the United States, (laughs) even if you're out of the country, but if you're in the country, you definitely want it in your home country um, in the US. So, you know, a, a business that you build online, an online brand is automatically nationwide, international. There are so many people that you're reaching across the world. Okay, and the moment you put your brand and biz and your ideas online, you've made your vision and your business an international thing. So it's not local, it's not regional. And, um, you know, when you start putting it out to a lot of people, right, um, you have to understand that there's probably going to be someone in a different region that has a similar idea to you. And this actually happened to me, me and another girl. Both had the same idea for Girl CEO. Um, I started mine a few months before hers, but I wasn't that big yet. Um, I was doing like private coaching stuff, things like that. Um, but, you know, she started selling her products a few months after me. And, you know, really the only difference between her and I is that between the two of us, she actually trademarked the name, six names into use. And I didn't. I didn't trademark it. So what happened? Well, I ended up having to rename my brand from Girl CEO to Girl CEO Universe to distinguish myself from her. So honestly, I could have kept the name as Girl CEO for video marketing and things like that because I was the first. But when someone's assigned a trademark, they are like that trademark is like basically them having official status of the name. They're the official official. And because they are the official 
um, it makes people confused, right? When they see your brand, they're like, well, what, what, do you have anything to do with her? Are you affiliated? And, you know, it just what it is what it was. People assumed I was affiliated with her or they wondered had I stolen from her. And, you know, I did get kind of a bit of slack from it, even though I started or launched my brand first. Uh, <laughs> I had my domain at first. I had my community at first, honestly, probably a good nine months before her. Um, you know, I did get some hateful DMs, some shady DMs from, you know, some first supporters that told me, you know, you need to surrender your name and respect, you know, the real girl CEO. And, let me be clear. I want to be very clear because I, even though I'm talking about this, I want to make this very clear. I'm not shading this person. I'm not being shady towards her. I actually really love what she's doing. I'm really obsessed with her story. I've listened to her story in her TED Talk and I find her to be a phenomenal woman, a phenomenal woman of color, a phenomenal black woman. And I am so happy and so proud that if I have to surrender my name or that because I had to surrender my name um, to do it to someone who's using it for such an amazing cause and who's doing such good work with it. So, you know, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. But uh, I'm so proud that it, it's someone who's who's taking it and giving it the home it really needs and is, and is doing their thing with it. So, you know, again, I want to be clear that none of this came from her. Um, you know, as you build your audience, you do get a couple of diehard peeps. And if you're at that level, clearly you're doing a great job resonating with people. So it's no shade to her. Really, this is no shade. So this is not about her. This is more so about me. And this is more so about you and me trying to share with you how to protect yourself. So let's just go ahead and continue on the story. So basically what ended up happening is that it seemed like, and I don't know if she's noticed this, but I felt like this was going on. I don't, I've never spoken to her before, but I felt like we were kind of doing this like respectful tango around each other. So I had launched my Girl CEO Society Facebook group, free Facebook group. And then like within that same month, she launched her, you know, Girl CEO Society paid membership. Now, again, no, I don't think she took the idea from me. I just think that naturally we're just two women with common brilliant ideas. I mean it, it happens, right? We're 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 uh we're doppelgangers in the business world, you know, it's all right, it's cool. And um you know, I felt like we were kind of doing this respectful tango where like I would name something and then maybe she would name it and then she would rename it because she didn't want to confuse it with me. And then same thing with her. She would do hers and, and uh, you know, I would rename it. And and granted, I'm sure it's frustrating for her because although she owns a trademark, I still have, you know, common law rights because I did it first. And so I, I have rights. So, you know, she owns the international trademark. Um, so... You know, being that it, it is hers, um, you know, it just made things complicated for me. And I think it also made it complicated for her. And I tried to differentiate by changing the name to Girl CEO Universe. And I tried to make it work. I really did. I was on the phone with like Aaron and, you know, Caroline and a lot of my close girlfriends like crying about it. I was just so bummed. But, uh, you know, and I tried to make it work. We tried Girl CEO Universe, Girl CEO by Natasha Soleil. But then one day it hit me and it hit me when I was working in, um, you know, a um, PR group coaching program. I had taken this group coaching program and as I was, you know, submitting my stuff and talking about Forbes and me wanting being having to post all these things, I started thinking about like, like, how is this going to name going to affect me in the long run? Right. Like, here's this girl with the name Girl CEO and 
to get to my site, you have to type in www.girlco.co. So it's clearly confusing. And then I started using the domain Girlco Universe, but Girlco.co has way more SEO. It's ranked higher. And it's like, deep in Pinterest. (laughs) So it just was not happening. Like it was not happening. I mean, rebranding was really hard. And then again, people kept asking me what was my affiliation? Was I a branch with hers, a branch of hers? And like, again, if I'm totally honest with you, this was heartbreaking. This was the most heartbreaking thing for me. I felt a ton of shame around it because one, <laughs> I felt like a fool, like, oh my God, my clients are going to be looking at me like crazy. Like here I am supposed to be this coach and this expert. And how did I drop the ball on the trademark? Right. But I stopped feeling bad about that because I started Googling a bunch of other people's businesses in the trademark system. And a lot of people aren't trademarking and it's a shame because they can have their business taken away from them too. Right. Um, I mean, you can, or you can be reduced to only being able to serve your region. And that makes it difficult when you're online. So I felt a ton of shame around it. I felt a ton of shame around that. And then, you know, I felt really bad because it looked like I copied her, even though I had pretty much been out the same time as her. And and really, I just believe we were just two women that shared the same brilliant idea. Um, but a few months ago, I made a decision after trying to, I was just tired of that tango. I was tired of the tango of dancing around her and, and feeling like she was possibly dancing around me. And maybe she wasn't. Maybe she, maybe maybe I wasn't on her radar. <laughs> maybe. I mean, she didn't sue me or anything like that. She didn't try to, you know, bring me into court for infringement or anything like that. So, you know, maybe she didn't notice me. Maybe she didn't. Maybe I wasn't a priority for her. She was just doing her thing. Um, But I energetically feel like we were playing a tango and trying to dance around each other, right? And so, um, you know, a few months ago, I decided that I was was not going to do that tango anymore. You know, it was hers. Let me give it to her. I love what she's doing. I respect her. I think she's brilliant. I love the work. I, I totally adore her. And I hope that, you know... You know, I feel like through this process, I've gotten to discover a new uh, fellow girl CEO, a fellow boss that I think is amazing. And so, you know, you know, so I I really am kind of glad this happened. Um, And I'll tell you guys why. But I made a decision that I decided that I was worth more than growing in someone else's shadow. I was worth more than growing in her shadow and being kind of stuck there because, you know, her brand is bigger than mine. Not even just Girl CEO, but her personal brand is bigger than mine. She's been out way longer than I have. And just the leverage she had to be able to build a Girl CEO was going to happen way faster for her than for me. And so she's building up both brands rather quickly. And so, you know, I realized like, I didn't want to grow in someone else's shadow. I felt like I creatively deserve more. I felt like my community deserved more. And I just realized I had to move on. I had to move on. It was time for me to move on. And um, and so I decided to move on. But like, unlike the last time where I sat on the idea, right? Where I sat on the idea of Girl CEO, I tell the story of my email list all the time where I, you know, came up with the idea the year before, but it took me pretty much like almost a whole year to fully get fully going and really put myself out there and quit hiding. Um, you know, this time I didn't sit on it for that long. I rebranded. Um, I started selling under my new name and met with my attorney, Randy, to file my trademark. So this time around, I decided to protect my brand. And I know a lot of people, when they talk about trademarks, they wait until it's actually been approved before talking about it. But you guys, this new name, Girl Chases Dreams, for me, it's about 
us women coming together to chase our dreams together. And if that's the case, then I feel like the way that I need to come about it needs to be more truthful and more vulnerable. And I need to come in the moment while it's happening and say how I feel, say what I'm working on, what I'm doing, say, you know, what it is, then to keep, you know, telling you guys things once I figured it out. Because I feel like that's not fair. If we are women chasing our dreams together, then I want to document more of what's happening now. And that's really why I'm sharing this with you instead of waiting until the trademark is done. I'm pretty sure, you know, there's probably some, please don't be a jerk and try to challenge me. (laughs) Please be nice to me. Um, I'm pretty sure that, you know, this could probably be causing more complications for me. I know a lot of people tend to wait till once the trademark's approved before saying it, but I'm just going out there because I just want to bring you guys in the process. And if it doesn't get approved, then we'll work from there. But at least you guys can see like what entrepreneurship is really like. Like I'm tired of hiding behind things. I'm tired of us like feeling in this coaching industry, you have to be perfect. Like I'm flawed. Like I built a brand, I didn't trademark it and now I'm surrendering it, right? Like I put all this work in and now I'm surrendering it. And that's the truth. That's the real ugly truth of the things that happen. That is the real ugly truth. But so many people won't tell you until it's like a year later and they've gone through it. I'm just like, you know what? I want to be honest. I want to be honest because I can save and help so many more women with the message I have today and the steps I'm going to give you today. Okay. So this time around, I decided to protect my brand. So why would you want to protect your brand? beyond the fact of not having all of your hard work ruined, right? And number one, here's why. If you want your brand to be unique and not have to worry about any other company or brand having a similar name to you in your industry, you should trademark. Number two, if you want to declare exclusive rights to your name, meaning you can prevent brands from creating social media handles with your brand name on it. So if your name is like, for example, Modern Gal Woo and you trademark it and someone creates an IG called Modern Gal Woo and starts posting photos about manifestation, you can actually send a trademark infringement claim to Instagram and actually have them release the name to you. So you get to protect your socials. You get to protect a lot of things on the internet. You can even retrieve domains. So, and number three, the third reason why you should trademark is if you want to protect yourself against other people using your brand or company's reputation for benefit or for profit. So some people are crazy and they'll use your brand associated with disgusting things with the trademark, you can protect that. Or you can protect someone trying to almost like duplicate your brand or, you know, duplicate your uh, your brand's presence or duplicate your identity. So you have to protect your name, guys. So the way that you protect your brand is by registering your name with the government as a legal asset of your, com- of your company. And that's what trademarking is, right? Something I want to make clear is that a business license is not enough. Your domain is not enough. Those do not protect you. And I know everything I'm talking about right now probably seems intimidating. And that's why for me, today's episode is so important. Today's bonus episode to me is probably one of the most important episodes I'll ever record is because I want to teach you how you can protect your brand and just how easy it really is and how it's just not that expensive. It's super cost effective. The first thing I want to say is I'm not an attorney. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an attorney. But I do remember how scary it was for me, and I just want to help make it less scary for you. So just remember, I'm not an attorney. (laughs) So just understand that this is all coming from my experience, but that's just what it is, okay? So 
let's just go ahead and dive into what you need to know about trademarking and how to get it going. And I'm gonna be telling you at the end how to even get that process started. So number one, let's talk about when you should trademark your brand, okay? Cause I know a lot of you guys are wondering, when should I trademark? I would tell you to trademark your brand ASAP, okay? If you've been up for a year and you're lucky that someone else hasn't trad- trademarked your name, girl, you need to get in there and trademark, <laughs> okay? If you are just in the beginning stages of your brand in your business, trademark it. One, because you're paying money to own the rights, okay? And by doing that, you're telling yourself that you are committed to this brand. You're not gonna commit to something, you know, if you are shilling $1,000 to make it yours. And the one thing about trademarking, if you don't use it, you lose it. So when you trademark, you're telling the government, I plan on using this. And if you go three years and don't use it or whatever you do, you can have your trademark taken away from you, okay? And the other thing is that a lot of you guys have some pretty unique brand names, right? Pretty unique brand names and you need to protect that. So just to give you an idea of like how early you need to trademark, um, when I was doing my research of like other brands out there and who had trademarked, I saw that Catherine Zinkina from Manifestation Babe actually filed the trademark for Manifestation Babe like four days after she launched her brand, right? So (laughs) that just shows you it's never too early to trademark, she knew in her mind, like, I'm gonna make this big, I'm gonna make this super successful. So she trademarked it. Okay, even if you're not using the brand yet, even if you don't have your business set up yet, you can file what is called an intent to use, which means that in six months to a year, you can show the trademark office proof that you're using it. So you can trademark the, you know, trademark it first. And even if you don't have all your ducks in a row, even if the business isn't up, the government gives you like six months to show that you're using it, to show that you're using it as a business. And if you, you know, if that six months isn't enough, then you can actually push it back another six months, okay? So trademarking is so important, you guys, you know, that many, you know, attorneys recommend that you trademark your brand even before you bought your business, right? Even before you bought your business license, they recommend trademarking your brand before you buy your business license just to be sure that you're creating a business that, that you're not creating a business that hasn't already been, you know, taken, that isn't already protected, right? And so even if you haven't gotten your business license yet, file that dang trademark, okay? And the reason why this is so important, and and this is something that I was explaining to a girlfriend that has yet to trademark her name, has been in business for like three years, who's signing, you know, ten to $15,000 brand collabs. I was talking to her about, she's also in a consultant. I was like, girl, why haven't you trademarked that name? You have almost 100,000 Instagram followers. You know, here's something about trademarking that probably a lot of you guys haven't realized yet, okay? It's honestly, you guys, not even just about your name. So for example, if we use Modern Girl Woo, Modern modern Gal Woo as an example, let's say like someone filed that trademark as a blog about manifestation, Modern Gal Woo. If you have a name anywhere similar to Modern Gal Woo and you're in the same industry as that person selling similar services, you've already lost out on trading that name in most cases. So for example, if your name is The Modern Girl and there's someone out there called Modern Gal Woo, right? And let's say The Modern Girl is about manifestation, right? That's your platform's about manifestation. The trademark office will most likely reject your application as being too close to Modern Gal Woo. Like the modern girl and modern gal woo cannot exist together as both manifestation blogs, right? And most of us, when we run our businesses, we have blogs, right? So, and the reason why is because the trademark office looks at 
what is the likelihood of these two brands being confused with one another? So it's not that you can't run with the modern girl and have that, but you definitely can't register it. You can't protect it. So people can come out with whatever variations of that and you're screwed, right? So they look at things like that. They look at things like the words being used, but they also look at like how do things sound and even the language. So for example, if you had a company called, you know, Wolf Designs that specialize in advertising design, someone, if someone comes along with a company called Lupo, which means like Wolf in Spanish, and they try to register the name, you know, and they associate Lupo with web design services, they will most likely be denied. Even if they call themselves Lupo because there's an advertising company called Wolf Designs, that's too close, right? Wolf Designs, Lupo, Advertising, Web Design, your trademark can be rejected or it can be challenged by the opposing company. So this is why it's so important to trademark or protect your brand as soon as possible because people are creating new brands every day. They're trademarking every single day. And the more people trademark, the more it squeezes you out from being able to get your name registered as the official owner or leader of this. So, I mean, just imagine if Sophia Amoruso hadn't trademarked Girl Boss, right? She wouldn't be known as the official Girl Boss, number one. Netflix could have created a show inspired by her called Girl Boss without her permission, and she would have had to go through like great lengths to try to fight it instead of having the trademark that is super cut and dry, right? She'd have very minimal rights on protecting her brand and its reputation and what it's used for. Like, it would just be so much of a hurdle to try to prove that she is the common law owner. And that's why trademarking is so important. So, and for some of you guys are like, okay, well, I'll just take the common, you know, law, you know, rights for now. Know that, that even if you have common law rights, if someone files a trademark and it's similar to yours or it's exactly the same as yours and you have common law rights, even though you have common law rights because you're not filed in the trademark system as the official like owner of that, you have to then go to court and bring your lawyer and or hire a lawyer to prove that. So the person that owns the trademark doesn't have to prove anything. They're already in the system as the official owner. They just gotta show you the trademark and then you have to back down. When you are the common law owner, you have to show proof and you have to show that proof in court. So. Common law, most of the times, is just like not enough. You really have to trademark ASAP. The trademark is pretty much valid the day you file, not the day it's approved. I mean, while you can't use the official trademark registered symbol to let the world know, at least you have your date secured that you are the first and that gives you a lot of leverage. So at least you have it secured. If it doesn't go through, it doesn't go through. You can always like, you know, have them do a reconsideration. You can appeal, things like that. But you want that date secured. And the cool thing is that even if it's not approved um, and it's rejected, at least prevents someone from being able to come in later and register it because, you know, even though it wasn't approved, it's still registered in their office and you're still associated with being the first of that name, right? So now let's go into number two. How much does it cost? Okay, so one of the reasons why I didn't trademark when I first started because I felt like as a new business, I was too broke for that. But when you compare the real loss of having to surrender your brand to the cost of trademarking, even if trademarking was $10,000, it would be worth it. (laughs) When you compare like a year of your life or two years of your life or three years or five or whatever and having to give that up, 
It's Ford. So the cost to file your mark with the U.S. government is between $225 to $400 for the actual fee. Mine was $225. Then my lawyer charged me $345 to actually do it. Then so the total ended up being about $600 once we did all the fees and stuff like that. So when I did research for most online brands, so people like coaches, influencers, bloggers are primarily service-based. The cost for trademarking is around $600 to $700 on average, maybe as high as $800. Right, but the price goes up the more complicated and diverse your products are because the government charges a fee per category of what you sell. So if you only do like a service-based, you know, business, if you only have that, then you'll only have to pay for a one category. So you only pay like the 225, right? So service-based businesses pretty much include things like getting paid for brand deals, coaching, consulting courses, workshops, blogging, YouTube. If you are a service-based business and then decide you want to have a clothing line, then you're gonna be paying for two categories, one category for education and one category for retail, okay? so. Make sure you shop around for what's in your budget and also look at the reviews and make sure your attorney is good. Yes, there are attorneys that will charge you $2,000, but you can also find an attorney that will charge you $1,000 with the fees included and they will have integrity and they're good at what they do and they will give you the guidance you're looking for. So $600 is not that expensive, guys. It's really not. And if you're thinking, wow, that's expensive, let's put this into perspective. How many times have you spent $600 on a course, right? How many times have you spent $600 or more in total seeing people on concert, right? Like if you You've been to all the Beyonce concerts, you've already spent your trademark money. If you've been to three of them, you've already spent your trademark money, right? Like <laughs> how many of us have more than $600 in clothes? Like go protect your brand, right? Do not make excuses about this because when you have to surrender your brand, that's gonna be more painful than the cost. You can always get your money back. You can't always get your, your brand back, right? You can always make that money back. So number three, let's just go into how do you actually File that trademark, okay? This was super intimidating for me. I <laughs> procrastinated, procrastinated on this because just even the process seemed intimidating and I'm here to put that to rest. Okay, so here's what I do not recommend, okay? I don't recommend you getting on LegalZoom and filing your trademark. I also don't recommend you cutting corners to do it by yourself because, <laughs> because before your trademark can actually get approved, right? Before that baby can get approved, the trademark office has to make sure you're not conflicting with anyone else's trademark. And attorneys have a way of being able to search that database and find anything that might get your trademark flat out rejected or might be challenged by someone else with a similar mark, okay? You can do this on your own, but trademark, but attorneys have, like they're, like the way that they search is a lot more extensive and they know like all the different ways to search because there, it may not be a brand that has your exact same name, but it may be close in other ways, okay? So you want to be thorough about that. And what I like about this is that this allows you to sit down with your attorney and create a game plan for how you can get really specific about what you do in the case that there is a name that's kind of similar you can get really specific and register that so you don't conflict with someone else, right? I was one of the people that knew and still know that I'm more than capable and smart enough to be able to do this research on my own. Everything my attorney Randy found, I pretty much found it on my own with preliminary research. So, um, you know, I was able to do that search and everything, you know, that he brought up and I ended up seeing for myself beforehand. But the issue is filing really is the easiest part. Anyone can fill out the application, right? It's when the trademark office writes 
writes back and says there is a problem or ask you to clarify and you don't know all the legal jargon and procedures and you know how, and that's what makes it difficult you don't know how to respond so you can do it on your own it may be a smooth process but it could also go wrong and then you'll end up shelling out way more money to get it fixed so you know here's how I found my attorney I used a website called up counsel which allows you to post a job regarding what legal assistance you need and five to seven attorneys will respond back with their proposal their experience and their pricing okay and you'll also get to see reviews about them so I met with three attorneys one I just didn't vibe with okay the other I didn't really like his approach and then the third was my attorney now Randy and I really liked Randy because beyond him being knowledgeable and having 17 years of experience in trademarking I like that he is in the top 20 uh, filers of trademark applications and he was listed as managing intellectual property magazines list of IP stars for the past five years um, he has over 227 reviews on just up counsel alone that are pretty much all five star ratings and an up counsel also noted that most of his clients choose to repeat seek help from him. So he has a lot of return clients. And something that I also did because I contacted him and we spoke, but I, you know, it honestly took me about three months to go through with it. Um, I wanted to be sure about the name before I move forward. Um, but something I also did was I researched his reputation during this time outside of Up Council, which I saw was pretty much the same everywhere else. He's just an all-star player, really good at what he does. I mean, he's featured everywhere. People love him. And then I went and I researched his company. And when I stumbled upon his website, I discovered that him and his team's mission is to make trademarking accessible to small business owners so they can protect their brand without breaking the bank. So I really like this because obviously I personally didn't want to shell out $2,000 for it. But at the end of the day, I'm someone that would much rather go high than spin low and end up regretting it later because I like the deal. But after seeing that this was really, you know, their company mission and they had so many clients, I was like, all right, let's do it. So, you know, then we moved forward. I, I liked it and, and I liked what he had to offer. And also it didn't, <laughs> you know, it also helped that he had, you know, dogs listed under the about of who we are. He had two little cute pups on his website and I'm a sucker for dogs. So that, that, that also won me over too. So, uh, so yeah, then we moved forward and it was a very smooth process. And if you guys like more details on how to get in touch with my attorney, Randy, I actually did a YouTube video showing behind the scenes of me filing my trademark. So you can get his information on the description of that video. So I've linked that video in this episode. So you can go to that video, the YouTube video, check the description, check the description of the video, and they'll give you a link to him personally. And so that's pretty much it, guys. You know, that's really just how you protect your brand. That's how you protect your brand, right? And right now what's going on is I'm waiting to hear back and I'll keep you guys updated on what happens over the next three to six months. It can honestly take anywhere from three to or six to, well, they say three if everything goes right, but it can really take anywhere from six to 10 to 18 months to really get your trademark uh, you know, approved. So it is a long process, but that's okay. It's it's filed, it's in there and I'm the first to file that name and I'm excited and I'm ready to move forward and just enjoy this new chapter. And, you know, although, you know, girl CEO, you know, with my baby, it was my baby. I love the name. You know, a part of me knew that this name was a little bit too good to be true. I used to tell myself, I was like, wow, you know, no one's trademarked this. No one's gotten this name as a, a domain and there's a girl boss and no one's gotten this name. And, you know, I spoke a little bit too soon, but it ended up working out for me because the direction of the business that I want to go, like the direction I'm going to move forward with is I don't want to just cater to coaches. I want to cater to influencers, bloggers. I want this brand to, I feel like Girl Chase's Dreams really reflects the new direction of the brand a lot better. And then 
it comes from a special place because those of you guys who know that are subscribers to my YouTube channel, you know that, you know, it was November of last year when I created the original Girl Chases Dream series where I was documenting me chasing my dreams while giving you guys like, you know, advice about business and things like that. And to make the whole brand just like encompass the heart of that series just feel so good. And guys, the content that we're about to release is going to be wild. It's going to be insane. And I feel so aligned with this and I'm so okay with it. And, you know, I hope that one day I can have the other girl CEO on the podcast. And I think it'll be fun to just chat this out and just discuss some of the big shit she's doing because I know she's doing amazing stuff. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this really long episode. Now looking at it, it was only 33 minutes. I'm not that bad, (laughs) but it's my longer episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. So this is part of a three-part series. On Monday, I released a blog post that's all about, um, really just goes into greater depth of what's happened, what happened with the trademark process. And then I, you know, released my YouTube video on the behind the scenes of me trademarking. I also give you my attorney's contact information so you guys can trademark your own brand. And today is the final part, which is how to actually trademark. What's the process like? You know, all that stuff. So I hope you enjoyed this three-part series. If you haven't seen the other two parts, I have them linked in the episode notes. And yeah, just... Uh, protect your brand guys protect your brand and you know it's for it if you can spend you know a thousand dollars on the course if you can spend two thousand dollars on a coaching program you can pay for that trademark and do it do it protect yourself and that's pretty much it you guys for today's episode but before you sign off i want to keep the conversation going let me know your thoughts do you agree with everything i talked about today or do you see things maybe a little bit differently maybe totally differently whatever the case may be tweet me at natasha soleil or instagram me at natasha soleil and that's n-a-t-a-s-h-a-s-o-l-a-e and before we say our final goodbyes i just want to thank my wonderful engineer and music producer archie beats for making today's episode possible you can find him on ig just search archie beats i've also listed his information down in the show notes all right well that's it guys until next time i will see See you later, loves. Bye-bye.